Welcome to the Black Beetle Health Podcast. Talking all things health, well-being and equality for LGBTQ plus communities of colour. So relax, listen and enjoy. everyone i am patrick Esnez. um today i am joining tan so for people who don't know me i wear many hats as well i do a lot of work around lgbt issues around dementia people may not know me for that latest work but i also used to be a writer on hiv issues um, when i was a bit younger i know you can't see me but you can't see how gorgeous i am and uh, but today's podcast is about perceptions of mental health in different cultures so it's interesting because tan is from chile I am from Barbados and we both lived in the UK and I'm currently in Spain. Pity you can't see it. I will send you all a picture if you wanted to. <laughs> so Tan, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, hi Patrick and hi everyone who are listening to this uh, very good and nice podcast uh, that we're producing today. Um, my name is Tan Paya Ramirez. I am a counselling psychologist in professional training at the moment. I am also, uh, well, in my country, in Chile, like Patrick said before, I am a qualified psychologist um, and I used to work at children and adolescents, um, psychologist slash psychotherapist. I am also uh, doing EDI work, so diversity and inclusion work for University of Manchester at the moment as as well. and yeah, just like Patrick, wear many, many hats. But you I guess have your fingers are... in many pies, as we call it. Exactly. Um, but I guess those are the ones that are more relevant today. Um, I'm very jealous of Patrick being in Spain because it looks amazing. I showed it to her earlier. I just took the laptop to the window and went, ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually here working because it was supposed to be a holiday and I end up now writing my first novel on my dementia travels because I have dementia. I'm the youngest mm-hmm. in the UK with my type of condition. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that part as well. Um, so yes, so let's get into today's podcast. All right, so we have a few questions for you today because it's just a short podcast, but mm-hmm. here we go. Have you noticed any big differences in the way we pre- way people in the UK discuss mental health compared to back home? I guess yes and no mm-hmm. <laughs> would be the answer. I think... Um... I don't know how much uh, you, Patrick, or the um, are um, people who are listening yeah. to the podcast uh, know about Latin America, but we have a um, long, long history of um, colonialism, yeah. which started in the 15th century and continues uh, till today in different in different forms that sometimes are not that visible as uh, conquistador going to. Right? I, like, I lived in Panama. So oh, I did, they were taken over three times. They have like three Independence Days. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so I guess it's like the answer would be yes and no, I guess, because we have this history of um, colonialism by European uh, countries, I guess. Um, many of the ways in which we understand mental health and mental well-being um, have been either lost or they are not that uh, widespread anymore mm-hmm. so things that had to do with um, the cosmovision of I, I guess in 
in Spanish we would say originary people, in English you usually call them indigenous people, which is a word that we don't really use in Spanish much anymore. It's it's uh, thought to be um, a bit degrading because yeah. it, it's it's a, a word that we inherited from the Spaniards, right? Um, yeah. I guess some of the ways in which ori originary people and then uh, the people who come after because mm. of colonialism um, yeah. view or uh, mental health and mental well-being some of them have been um, is it foreshadowed the word I think it foreshadowed like they by, don't, yeah. yeah by uh, by European um, kind of knowledge and I oh. think there's been lately um, a kind of like a an intention and, a, and like a mm a movement of going back to the knowledge that we have and we have accumulated yeah, yeah through our, our history pre-colonial history and post-colonial yeah. history as well so i guess here what i the things that what I, uh, that i can see it's um a very which i also i can also see in latin america in chile as well like there's a lot of like um like an individualistic view of how mental health works, mm -hmm. which I think comes more from a European perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and I think when when I I connect or people from Latin America are able to connect a little bit more with like the roots of how we see mental health and mental well-being, yeah. it's it's um, in a more like collectivistic way, I guess. Um, I mean, how, how do families uh, approach, like, for instance, mental health within your within within Chile? Because I know in Panama, they're very religious. So, yeah. And and religion plays a huge part. Oh yeah. In Western in, in Latin America. Yeah. In, um, South America, and that also plays into people's mental health because it's a huge suppression. Absolutely. That I noticed um, over there compared to over in England, England, there's not a suppression when it comes to religious aspects. <laughs> it's just their culture not to be expressive about emotions. Yeah. But in Latin America, it's a lot to do with religious <laughs> as well as colonialism. Yeah. And then there's a mixture of who they are ident identifying as, is because of, well, because they were taken over by other countries. And so it's almost, there's a sense of identity loss so when it comes to expression do you think it is difficult for each country especially in your country to express that part because people are trying to find their identity still even though for example taking myself as an example i didn't grow up i didn't go to a catholic school yeah. which are very common yeah in latin america i didn't uh, i i went to a non-religious school yeah. and i grew up in a non-religious family but still, because yeah. of colonialism, like I was saying at, yeah. uh, at the beginning, it's like Latin American countries, even if you are not a Catholic, yeah. the culture is yeah, still like, there. You're, like, you're embedded into it. Yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, even though I'm not uh, Catholic, I grew up in a cult in a country that's culturally Catholic, yeah. right? So I guess, yeah, I guess there, there is, um, ob obviously there's like differences in terms of class, educational privilege and other um, differences right but I, 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 can, I can relate in Barbados we have the same we were British colony mm -hmm. um, religion was massive all the schools you still did your prayers and everything in the beginning exactly. my, my mom is Hindu part but I was not raised to be um, religious mm -hmm. but I took a lot of 
more or less the, the abuse because people were all religious, right. <laughs> you know, and that, and, and, and I was also privileged and educated. I did psychology at the age of 15. I got my scholarship. I went oh, away. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So education was there and it was important. Mm-hmm. That was more important than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still had the brunt of how you dealt with mental health over there. Yeah. You don't, it, I don't know, you mentioned that you have a mental health issue and they just giggle exactly. <laughs> at you. You know, it, 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 it's almost, that's just in your head. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole issue. Nowadays, I found when you come to the UK, um, it's now a, not a trend, but it's a it's a movement yeah. um, that I am proud of because I've in my country, I've gotten out of that where here I have a safe zone. We can actually say safe zones, triggers, trauma. We get right. it. But in our country, it's still not really understood. Right. But do you do you feel for yourself now that since you're here, that you've been able to um, understand your culture and how they deal with mental health? And moving here, has it helped you with your own mental health? I think it's given me um, a different perspective because I think I agree with you that here there is like a more explicit kind of movement. Yeah. Uh, to towards uh, having mental health chats as something that's normal. Yeah. Talking about your mental health, yeah. reaching for help, uh, for support when you need it. Talking uh, talking yeah. about it with um, your friends and family, etc. But I find that um, sometimes that is more. How can I say this in English? I, uh, sometimes it's it's it look like it's uh, more it's more like an overt kind of movement yeah. but when you have to have the actual chats yeah it's hard to get to yeah. the depth that you need to to actually yeah. uh, find the support yeah. that you need because uh, like you said before what i've uh, learned from B- british culture i moved here seven years ago um the emotional expression it's yeah. something that uh, here like british culture struggles yeah. with yeah and I guess um, back home in Chile, and I, I mean, I'm going to talk about my experience in Chile, but I, I think other places in Latin America as well, other parts of, it, of the continent as well. Um, there is a way more space to be able to express your emotions when they happen, you so, know? Yeah, so can um, I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, of course. Where we are in my country, we're very emotional. No, we're very um, passionate. Mm-hmm. We we say everything. I mean, if we're upset, people in England think that I'm angry, but I'm like, I'm not oh, yeah. angry. I'm just upset. But because we're passionate in that sense, so there's there's a difference. We're we don't really get the whole mental health aspect. We're starting to, but we're emotional and we're expressive. So we have no problems talking about our emotions on a daily basis. Uh-huh. That's how we deal with our mental health because you have your friends, you talk about everything. Exactly. The culture, and I know in Latin America, in North America, so sorry, South America, it is, you know, yes, it's the same. We're all very expressive yeah, and, very. And, and vibrant. And within those cultural differences, like in Spain here, it's the same thing. They'll sit down with a friend and they'll talk about everything. So when it comes to mental health, I, I get why maybe we don't get it. I mean, they don't get it is because we are always expressive where in the uk you have a safe zone and a group but everyone's still terrified to talk about emotions where 
I have no problem talking about emotions because it's my culture exactly. to talk about emotions. And if my mother asks me a question, I'll tell her. If I'm with my friend, I'll just rant and rave. Yeah, you know, move your hands with your yes, exactly. and raise your voice. And and, it's, yeah. it's almost like what, theater with my hands. You know how many people yeah. I've knocked over with my hands sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> But it's normal because by the time you finish that conversation, it's like I'm done. Mm-hmm. And when I live in England and I'm watching people in the safe zones and their areas that talk about triggers and stuff, it is very difficult for them to be so expressive in that sense because it's a new thing for them to to open up about their emotions um, in, in a way that is not seen as, as, as a threat, as anger. And, it's, yeah. and I find that I, I, I feel bad for them because it's, it's, it's almost that's the part that they're not getting. They can talk about their emotions, but the real emotions, the real passion in your in your upset. It's almost like you're afraid to show anger or sh- afraid to be angry at that moment yeah. and show your true heart feelings. Yeah. Do you think it's, it's can you see the difference between I, yeah, the music? Because both our cultures are kind of similar. Yeah, in that, in that respect, yeah. And I know there are things as well. Yeah. I think um, I can definitely see it. I think for me, it's been a hard uh, learning journey, I yeah. think. Um, to like learn how um, to even like interpret what uh, people hear British people mostly um, I guess why British people because um, British culture is not just white right? yeah, there's so many uh, people from many uh, ethnic many backgrounds, backgrounds. <laughs> um, but even like knowing what people actually are trying to say because yeah. when they're angry they just say it in a way that i'm like if you're angry just like let's talk about yeah, it yeah exactly just But get it, it out gets, be angry for it those gets told in like yeah it gets yeah. told in ways that yeah, yeah. that's been a, a hard learning curve for me something that has to do with the latin american um i guess ex- experience yeah. as as a as a culture or yeah. as as people Mm-hmm. Um, that has to do with um, w- with fighting the fights. Yeah. So um, in a in a collective way. So for example, there are strands of um, uh, psychology, strands of educational theory, and strands of sociology that come from Latin America mm-hmm. that acknowledge way more than um, here in the UK the British mm-hmm. culture does. That, that acknowledge way more the impact that structural inequalities have on mental health and mental well-being. Yeah, they do. I've noticed that here in Spain, they're doing the same sort of thing, that there's a difference. They understand that environments and all of that affect your behavior, mentality, etc. compared to England and the mm-hmm. mental health and um, Chile's mental health issues. Do you think that they are more self-aware of their cultural aspect and where they come from and who they are and they pride themselves more on that aspect or within the UK they're also aware of their cultural aspect where they come from and proud of that part I I guess that's kind of what I was yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's kind of what I was uh, uh, trying to get to I guess Mm -hmm. Um, I think what I've experienced as an immigrant in the UK Mm -hmm. uh, Latin American immigrant in the UK Um, there is no as as much, and I think this has to do with the history of mm-hmm. uh, the UK as a monarchy, I guess. Yeah. Um, it, there's not as much knowledge or acknowledgement of how 
black class, for example, affects mental health. Like yeah, po- poverty, uh, it's like mm. poverty and um, access. Like yeah, poverty is by far the the strongest yeah. predictor of uh, mental health issues, mm-hmm. right? In there, in anywhere, mm-hmm. um, that that's been proven, like in different countries in the world, and um, it's almost like here in the UK. People have been um, taught to know to think that they, if they have uh, a depressive episode, for example, mm, yeah. it has to do with them. Yeah. Like there's something about like the individuality, you. which I think might come from uh, Protestantism or uh, the fact that there's still a monarchy. I don't know. Um, whilst in Latin America, um, and I know we have like many. Um, Sociopolitical processes that have been quite uh, uh, ups and downs, and, in, and and people label Latin America sometimes as like politically unstable place, right? I think that is a very oversimplification of what our history is. But I guess we are kind of more aware yeah. that the because I think probably because we are a colony, yeah, where and we still are, um, in certain aspects, when we are more aware. Uh, as a society, uh, as people, mm-hmm. um, that the structural inequalities that we have are linked to the mental well-being that we have. Uh, so we protest, for example, which is something that here I've never seen like properly. I've, I've seen yeah. like specific uh, movements, right, yeah. um, that have to do with um, specific issues, right, yeah. but. Uh, for example, in my country, in Chile, we have had, um, I guess, we we sustained protests for several months. Um, we've sustained protests for over more than a year, which is something that's never about the structural inequalities, which yeah. in the end affect how mental health, not just how mental health services are run and... and uh, exactly. violence, crimes, everything. Effects, the, the amount um, of hours abuse, that you work it, a day. Yeah, exactly. So I know they work six, six days a week. Exactly. You know, and they work long hours. Yeah. We, lo- we work long hours. They long hours in the one day that they have off and they still smile and they're so polite. And in the UK, we, we have a lot of leniency when it comes to that. You know, we work five days a week and blah, blah, blah. We have a lot more holidays. They don't really have a lot of holidays over there. Some countries have a bit more. But yeah. Yet there is a lack of, I don't know. Here's the thing that came, just popped into my head, and it might sound wrong, but do you think because you were a colony and you had to fight for your, you know, you had to create yourself and fight? There's a lot of fighting between colleagues. Barbados is now independent completely yeah. of everything, but we had so to. Fight. Like yeah. So that we had, yeah. So there you go. So you had to fight for your identity and fight for freedom and and create yourselves. That you have this pride that we are who we are and you know where you come from or you're still trying to create where you, mm. a sense of identity but because That's of fighting for your self-worth that created a pride within your culture but do you think because England was the one that took over most places yeah. that there's a sense of well we, we owned everything so what do we have to fight for we just yeah. and you I, know I, and, and I don't have to work for anything because we were great Britain and we were the colonizers. It's just such a good point. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just noticed in my head. 
because I you have could, to fight, to you have to fight for who you are. Like in Barbados, we fight for, yeah. you know, for, for, our, for our culture. We fight to be free. We fight to be happy. We fought to be happy because there yeah. were slaves, you yeah. know, they were abused yeah. <laughs> for so long. And Barbados yeah. was independent, not because they fought for it, because they couldn't afford to keep the islands after the war, yeah. but they were stripped. But when you're the oppressor, what the hell do you have to work for? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think... Oh, yeah, it's so interesting. I'm thinking like seven things at the same time. <laughs> it really is an interesting topic because yeah, I is, had to think it of it like this before, but I'm like, yeah, if you're the oppressor, you don't really have to work on your mental state because you're the one that ruled everything. But the but thing those... is, though, I think that um, I'll, I'll go back to Latin America, yes. Latin American history yeah, yeah. in terms of oppression. But, yeah. um, but I think uh, what up, at least this it's like my view as a Latin American immigrant in the UK. I think um, it has a lot to do with how uh, people get educated because yeah. actually it wasn't, I mean, obviously everyone in the UK benefited from the transatlantic slave trade, right? But but there is a, like a massive like class difference here. I guess what I, I what I ask myself is like, who benefits from this? Like yeah. who benefits from people in the UK who are not in the ruling class, yeah. not knowing the, their own history, you know? Yeah. Because in the end, that makes people not protest. I mean, I yeah. think we, we, in Latin America, kind of like we fight the fights as well because we have yeah. such strong like um, indigenous groups, right? Because yeah. we've had to like keep fighting. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, that is the question I, I ask myself. Who benefits yeah. from people uh, who, uh, even though we know that financial oppression is so linked to mental health outcomes, who benefits from people not knowing that, you know? Yeah. So I have to ask you just two questions left before we sign off. Mm -hmm. One question just popped into my head is, what would you like the UK to take from Chile's arms? understand of mental health what's the mm -hmm. one thing would you really like to see in the uk approach towards your country's approach to mental health? i guess uh, i'm not saying that like my country's approach is like no no but there must be something good kind of because, want because we do have like think. very very high rates of depression as a country yeah. for example we have high rates of suicidality we have like several um, issues but I think mm -hmm. that uh, many of them are rooted in structural inequalities and I think that is something that um, and this is me yeah, going yeah. back to Latin American history like I said I was it's going good. to uh, yeah, educationist. I think um, that has to um, we as a continent mm -hmm. uh, the Americas and the Caribbean I guess we have to we have had to uh, fight against colonialism and imperialism um, yeah. also imperialism perpetrated by the United States yeah. for several several years they want to rule everything yeah <laughs> basically they orchestrated all the military coups that happened yeah. in uh, Latin America yeah. Yeah. from the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, I remember I did Caribbean history and it's terrifying what the oh, yeah. America's rule it's, literally it's, was documented as 
they weren't to take over the entire world. And yeah. if they can't take it over physically, they'll take it over economically. Exactly. And that is literally in the history book when I was reading that it. Is, like oh, that's that, that, at least it was in the history yeah, books. Yeah, it was. It, it was. If they can't take it over physically, they'll take it over economically. Exactly. And that was the, America's rule. And, you know, we complain about China and all these other places, but America is just as bad. <laughs> I guess we have had to fight and then we get like a counter yeah. uh, action right from either Europe at the time mm -hmm. or the United States yeah. for the past I don't know probably 70 80 years and mm -hmm. um, so they've tried to uh, I guess stop us from realizing that the fact that they use Latin America as a place where they can just extract minerals yeah. and minerals, cetera, right? and, 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 and put their waste in yeah. and deforest the uh, biggest uh, rainforest we have yeah. in, in the planet etc just to like generate uh, to um, do uh, cattle yeah <laughs> um, I guess we've had to like fight and then we get like a counter fight so we get we have gotten like a military coup in chile for example in this mm -hmm. 1973 and we had a military um, dictatorship mm -hmm. backed up by uh, the united states that lasted for um like around 20 years that's and, terrifying yeah no, that's when i uh, was born it was, it was yeah. great I, I lived in uh, cuba and it's the same thing it was it's ruled by the military and it you can't get away with nothing there's no understanding when it comes to what you know a military unit tells you to you just yeah. have to comply but what would you yeah. just quickly wrap up what, what yeah. would you want to pass on yeah i guess that is what i what i want to like pass on the fact mm -hmm. that um even though we've been like basically like beaten up yeah. beaten down so we don't acknowledge the fact that in its uh, structural inequalities are related to our happiness yeah we are still fighting and because uh, because we know because we know that if a society is more equal yeah the mental health of its population is better and that is well known everywhere um so i guess even though i'm not saying like my country everyone knows it and the government knows, i'm not saying that but i think as a personal experience i think uh, that is something that i see in in the way i see mental health and in the way i see other Latin American people, Latin American mental health professionals see mental health and well-being that I don't see in the UK that much. Like it's it, it's very uncommon to see someone yeah. who I don't know delivers CBT. No, like knowing that uh, structural inequalities are basically like ruining people's mental health, and we need to do something about it. I agree. Amazing answer. And thank you so much for that, because it is something that I'm learning for myself as an immigrant also in the UK. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tan, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed yourself. Thank you so much, because it's been really interesting to speak to you. And you and I don't really talk every time. We just read each other's work. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice true. You on this level. And I hope our viewers um, get in touch. If there's any questions you all have, by all means, you have the means to email us and I want to hear your views. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. It was uh, an amazing uh, experience. And thank you for every well. everyone who's uh, listening at home as well. Thank you. All right, Tan. Bye. Bye.